0: It's a beautiful day here in Wiley, Texas. This is the podcast, Things You Think You Don't Care About. We're here sitting at Chili's in Wiley. Me and my man, Joey Cook. Joey, how you doing? Well, Josh, some might say I'm living the dream here today in beautiful Wiley, Texas. At Chili's Bar and Grill. You bet. Did you know, first of all, that Chili's is considered a Tex-Mex restaurant? I did not. I did not know this. I just thought it was Americana. I just thought they were known
1: for their baby back ribs.
0: Chili's, home of the baby back ribs, indeed, Joey. So, Joey, what's on your mind?
1: So, so many things, Boo. So many things, but I think what's really been occupying most of my mind is social etiquette. Social etiquette? What about social etiquette? Well, oftentimes, I find myself asking the great question of the century, to have etiquette or not to have etiquette, that is the question.
0: This is the question. Now, is it because of the proliferating decline of social etiquette in the American society today? Is that the reason why you have this question? Possibly. Yeah? Yeah. I felt like that was a yes or no question, but keep going. Eh, it sounds pretty good. Yeah, it sounds like, a, it sounds like maybe can do a little detail. A little bit. A little bit of detail. A little bit. Yeah, you bet. I like the SAT word. SAT. I Prolificate. Like it. Prolificate. Proliferate it. Joey, so social etiquette, that's on your mind, and you know what, I'm glad you bring it up because I've had a couple events here lately that we'll get into, I'm sure we will talk about in extreme detail, that have to do with social etiquette, but Joey, what's the burning question? I think the burning question is,
1: are there certain aspects of social etiquette that are universal? Are there certain things that globally most people should be able to accept, as this is the right way or the wrong way to handle a situation, the right way or the wrong way to behave, or... Are we all just susceptible to each other's own personal interpretations of what is or isn't socially
0: acceptable? So you're asking if social etiquette is is a universal rule set or if we all just have our own ideas. This is what I think should happen. But it doesn't really affect anybody else other than myself. Correct. That's your question. It's a burning question. I'm I'm burning up right now. I want to figure it out. So what has happened to you in social settings, that cause you to have this question? I think one of those events
1: that you mentioned that we're going to get into great detail about, I would probably be our trip to the movie theater
0: last night to go see Creed II. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. That's the biggest one. At what point in time, when you're in the theater, do your social cues, does your social self decide, you know what, I'm sitting at home in my living room. I get to do whatever I want to do.
1: Well, it's almost as though the, the new marketing campaign for Creed 2 needs to be Creed 2.
0: Get out of that corner. Yeah. You better get out of that corner. You better get out of that you corner You better now. get out of that corner. You better get up. So, ladies and gentlemen, we were watching Creed 2. We We're sitting uh, three rows back because it was relatively packed inside of in theater. In a relatively small theater. Relatively small theater. Sardine can, possibly. Yeah. And so, voice carries. People talk in the theater, your voice is going to carry. It's not that... Big, that broad. So, what ends up happening is this lady is sitting behind us because, well, we're close to the front. So, she's sitting behind us watching one of the fights. And Apollo Creed gets thrown into the corner. Well, in all boxing matches, every boxer is going to get thrown into the corner. And she's trying to talk to Adonis Creed as if he can hear her. I'm sitting back like, shut your mouth. But, of course, I feel like there is a universal rule in this social etiquette situation. Maybe you just don't talk during the movie. You laugh if there's something funny in the movie, not in the theater, and you just don't talk.
1: Joey, what do you think? I think I've been to many different movies to where there are eruptions of emotion. (laughs) The climax of certain movies. For example, you go to see a premiere of a movie like Star Wars, for example. You got some cheering at the at the beginning of the movies, maybe some applause at the end of the movie. I've seen the same thing even in some sporting event movies, superhero movies, etc. Just kind of like group laughter and upsetting. But I think after 20 minutes, if you're the only one screaming at the
0: screen, maybe you don't do it anymore. And, and how many things at the beginning of of movies. Maybe this was the first movie she's ever been to. And this is very possible. And she was 20 minutes late, so she missed all those little messages at the beginning that said don't distract others from watching this movie. It's not about you. It's not about the little screen. And you know what? It's also not about your voice. I know that's not stated, but it's implied. Stop talking. Let people watch the movie. And no, no, no. You better get out that corner. You better get out that corner. Mm-mm. Oh, don't you go into that corner. Is that about what you got on it? I did, also,
1: ironically, about movie, In the movies, your phone should be making noise. <laughs> you bet. That was planned. 100%. So I think this whole viewing experience, the whole social etiquette aspect of things was a little bit exaggerated because in addition to having the, the woman who thought she was there as Rocky Balboa sitting in Adonis Creed's corner, uh, you had uh, the, the couple that came in 20 minutes late with her, Who leaned over in a regular speaking voice To ask you what happened In the first 20 minutes of the movie No doubt Then you had the group of individuals Because again uh, For all you listening out there Imagine a very small theater Where most people are sitting A spot in between each other Because as a society we don't want to get too close to anyone And you had Large groups of people Going out to see the movie together Being separated So in one instance you had an individual who was sitting halfway up in a theater seating come down to the ground level to the row we were sitting at, lean back the chair completely that one of my children was sitting in to speak to the person next to them to ask them what they thought about this particular scene of the movie. And what
0: world does that ever accept? So you're telling me this person could not wait until the end of the theater. No. Or the end of the movie to ask this person what they thought about the movie. It was a... I gotta know now what you think about this scene. You're telling me that's what happened? That's exactly what happened. Oh my God, I missed that. I wished I would have seen that. Here's what happened to my left. To my left, this person leans over and says, Hey man, I ignore it. I thought he was talking to somebody else. Honestly, I had no idea what was happening. He said it again. Hey man, I think you can tap me on the shoulder. Hey, what did we miss? 20 minutes of the movie, dude. That's what you missed. Get here on time. And then... The two people in front of them were also with them. They were joking, slapping each other on the back, laughing at jokes, turning around, having full-blown conversations. This was maybe the worst movie experience I've ever had, I have seen about 500 movies in theater. 500? <coughs> Give or take. I've seen a lot. Now, a lot of them are at the dollar movie because they're affordable, and I don't really have a... Burning desire to go see it right when it comes out. So I can wait a little bit and I can go see a, a dollar two or three dollar movies in a in a day if I have the time.
1: Believe it or not, this is not my worst viewing experience. <clears throat> Excuse me for having to clear my throat. Chili's. Home of things hot and spicy. I was once at the Dollar Theater, which Trying to find the right words to articulate the condition of this uh, for for folks in their in their thirties that grew up around Garland area, you're familiar with the Hollywood Cinemark Theater. Oh, Hollywood was booming in back in the day. It was booming back in the day. It was like the the creme de la creme of movie theater it, watching experiences. It really was. Home to most of our first dates. You bet.
0: Um, you bet. Hashtag Little Giants. It was a great movie.
1: Cool. Love those party packs.
0: Oh, man. The a cheap date, too. Hey, he might beat you 99 times out of 100, but that still leaves one time.
1: How many times growing up after that movie, though, did you want to put the outfit out in your mouth when you played football?
0: Every day. All
1: day. At any rate, so went to go see a movie there now that's a dollar theater, probably about five, maybe six years ago. They still had not switched over to digital projectors. So, literally, you heard the flap, 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 flap. You saw where the film had been damaged and there was like little sunspots in it. Nice. But apparently, some individuals thought in this theater it was BYOB. So, you had someone go open the exit door so that someone could bring in their own beer. Nice. So, as the movie progressed, it sounded much like a bar that has glass bottles. You heard bottles breaking, and then you also heard bottles rolling down the the, the decline, if you will, from yeah. top to the bottom seat. Well, that is
0: literally what it is, so I will.
1: Yes. So if you wanted to go to a movie and say, you know what, it would be really cool if I bowled using beer bottles, then you would have loved that experience. That
0: would have been the best possible opportunity to do that.
1: Yes. Okay. The other problem with that theater, I would have to say, too, is that every other seat was wet. Wet or broken? Well, I mean, as wet as they were, I would have
0: considered them broken. Uh, well, see, I've sat in one where it, uh, it reclined too much, or it, the seat folded down and nearly the edge of the seat hit the floor. That was a little much. I don't like that Hollywood theater until it gets renovated. I oh. like the price. I do like the price. It's hard to beat the $1, $2 movie. It's hard to beat that. It's hard You still get the big screen experience, just with subpar watching conditions. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that statement. So, what about what about your opinion? Have you ever been to Black Friday shopping? I have. What's your experience there?
1: I had heard so many horror stories. I've only been twice. So the first time I went, I came prepared. I was wearing a uh, a hiking bag with uh, some tactical. Strapping on it, if you will. You bet. I had a flashlight, I had a knife, hand sanitizer. Were we going shopping or were we going, hunting? I felt like I was going for being prepared for war slash zombie apocalypse. You bet. Um, first aid kit, nice. snacks and refreshments, um, phone with he- working headset so I could mobilize
0: the uh Mobilize the, the troops. Mobilize the troops. And you could reconvene at a later time. Reconvene, yes, yes, yes. At, at the checkout and, um, line. So one person stayed at the checkout line. Correct, And, yeah. and everybody else dispersed. Yeah. Yes. Yes, like
1: when the, the, the 45-inch TVs were, were about to be put on the floors, like we're being flanked. Yeah. Uh, but no, so my experience was mass chaos.
0: Yeah. Complete and utter chaos. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that that has actually rescinded a little bit. It's not necessarily as much chaos anymore as it is just obnoxious. Because people understand if you're not first in line waiting there 18 hours before it opens, uh, you're probably not going to get one of the huge ticket items. But they have, now they have a lot of ancillary, they have a lot of alternative options that you can get instead of that one big ticket item that gets you close enough to it that makes you satisfied. So, I go to Best Buy yesterday. My idea, my list is short. I wanted to get a MacBook or a, a Chromebook. One of the two. There was a Dell Inspiron Chromebook, and there was a, uh, a MacBook Air, both on sale, both originally priced close to the $800,000 mark, and they were on sale. They were knocked down quite a bit from both of those ones. And so I was like, my goal is to get either one of these so I ended up getting the MacBook Air. Which, just for the record, for all those listening at home, was not $800,000 at that moment. It was not $800,000 at that moment. It is now, because Black Friday is basically almost over. However, so I get I get this MacBook. They put it up at the front by the cashier, the uh, customer service, whoever they put it up to. So they put my name on it, send it up there so I don't walk out of the store with it. That's, you know, that's smart. It's expensive, they would have to replace it and all this other stuff. I'd get in jail, you know. So they take it up to the customer service, but we at least get to print free Joe Boucher. You bet, absolutely. We can still do that, by the way. So I get in line more to come. I, I get in line at the customer service, and there is this handful of, of teenagers maybe could be low 20s, but definitely, definitely two or three of them are teenagers. Every other word was some sort of explicit version. Mm-hmm of some word that will pretty much put you out of social context with anybody I run in circles with. There's this one guy. It was silent for easily 30 seconds. And he came up and said, you got me effed up. And I'm standing in front of him like, who? And how? You've been standing in this. What was the point of saying that? What's the point of having dialogue where every other word is profane? What are, you, are you saying anything? Are you communicating any message? When there's six kids in front of me younger than, let's say, 12, what are you doing? Why are you portraying yourself to be that type of person where you just don't care who's around you? You're going to say whatever you want to say regardless of how stupid it is, regardless of how loud it is. How can you go in a setting like that where there's clearly about 800 people? and just be the loudest five people in the bunch
1: I think it might go a little bit deeper than social etiquette as far as that goes if you look at how kids are redeveloping society if you will through you know podcasts like we're doing now <laughs> uh, you bet video vlogging or vlogging as the kids say uh, YouTube, streaming of, of, of gaming, etc. there really isn't, there is a theres no filter anymore. People are almost encouraged, if you will, or shown that example widely of say what you want to say when you want to say it, and people are not holding them. So I think that's why we're asking the question, is there is there a set of universal things that are considered socially acceptable and what aren't? I think the answer is, is is there was. But we have a, a I don't know if the right term is population or a generation of people that are erasing that, redefining that. I would agree with that.
0: I would agree with that. I think that there was social etiquette rules that were universal. And now they are coming to be extremely personal. So if you grew up in a household that had social etiquette as part of its defining role, rules whatever understanding of how you grew up i think i think you think there should be universal rules but if you grew up somewhere where social etiquette was what you made it to be or what the people around you made it to be i e non existent then then there then there's no social etiquette that's being garnered as a culture Right, but you
1: did have some of those universal things, I think, that were promoted and adhered to, um, demonstrated in different aspects of culture that don't exist now. Whether it be what you saw in television, movie, and music, whether you saw uh, it in media, newspapers, uh, radio, uh, even like your, your, your local and national news, politicians for that matter, as we can all tell with who is currently. Sitting at the top of the political food chain in our country, (laughs) social etiquette was apparently not something that was addressed in that household growing Mm -hmm. up. A strong possibility. Strong possibility. So I think, what do we do in a society where there are no there are no universal social etiquette principles being uh, promoted?
0: Well, Joey, I think you're asking a question that we can't quite delve into right now because that one's going to take forever to try to get get a hold of, get grasp of. Well, let me ask you one more question. Suppose you're in a conversation with somebody. Like right now, me and you're in a conversation. Clearly we have on audio equipment. There's there's all kinds well, of stuff just, just, right here. Do you see all that sitting at a Chili's? Yeah, just hanging out at Chili's and Wiley. And, bar and Grill. Uh, bar and Grill, Tex-Mex. And, uh, Home with the baby back ribs. And then somebody... Side note, real quick, Chili's. Have you ever eaten
1: chili at Chili's? I've always wondered that. I don't usually see it on the menu. You know
0: what? I feel like the Chili Con Queso. Ah, is the only chili that they offer. Could possibly be. Very well. So more to come on that. More more to follow. See you episode two. So chilies. Do they chili offer chili? If we're having a conversation right here and somebody comes over and just starts butting in the conversation, is it a clear sign that they were invited? No. Or were they just near the conversation?
1: I don't know. You can be near the conversation. I think I've seen in several in many situations where people go looking for conversations to butt into. See,
0: I think that that is one of the most annoying things in the history of interpersonal conflict, uh, communication, relationships, whatever you want to call it. So if I'm with a group of people and there's a conversation, you're with the group. The conversation is with the group. Everyone in the group is involved. But if I ask a specific person where we're not in a group, where it is not understood that we're in a group together, hanging out, chilling, at Chili's. If I ask and Grill. a single person, hey man, what do you think about this? And somebody else who just happens to be near the conversation decides to not let them answer but give their two cents. How do you feel about that? of very annoying. Very annoying, right? One of the hardest things for me to stomach. <laughs> and I got stomach issues, so there's only limited things that I'm able to stop. More to come on that sponsor later. <laughs> so, I think that's about all time we have here today. But, uh, but guys, whenever you start looking at different situations, whether they're social, whether they're private, whatever... There are things you just don't realize you have a hot sports opinion about. There are things you just don't think you care about until it happens. Until the next episode, this is Joey Cook and Josh Buchanan signing off.